This is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. I'm Sean Zeller. It's Tuesday, April 14th. The curve is flattening, even as the death toll, now about 1,500 Americans a day, remains frighteningly high. That number is about the same as the number of people who die each day from heart attacks and cancer, and three times the number of people who die daily in accidents like car crashes. Still, with the numbers leveling off, President Trump and state governors are talking about reopening the economy. There have been fireworks over who will make the call. The President of the United States calls the shots. If we weren't here for the states, you would have had a problem in this country like you've never seen. In a moment, CQ Roll Call Chief Correspondent Niels Lesniewski will discuss how Trump's assertion of control is butting up against Republican lawmakers' preference for local decision-making. Meanwhile, there are growing concerns about the food supply. The Smithfield Company said it was closing a South Dakota pork processing plant this week that supplies nearly 130 million servings of food per week. Nearly 300 of the 3,700 workers who work at the plant have tested positive for the coronavirus. We'll have a report from CQ Roll Call agriculture reporter Ellen Ferguson on that. First, to Niels Lesniewski. President Donald Trump's assertion Monday that he has almost total authority, particularly when it comes to the national emergency for the coronavirus, and even the authority to reopen businesses in states, even if the governors of those states are not yet ready for those businesses to open, is drawing opposition not only from Democratic governors of states like New York, uh, but also from members of his own party in Congress. Uh, That includes, perhaps most notably, Rand Paul, the Republican senator from Kentucky, who tweeted earlier on Tuesday that the Constitution doesn't allow the federal government to become the ultimate regulator of our lives because they wave a doctor's note. He continued, if we dispense with constitutional restraints, we will have more to worry about than a virus. Similar sentiment including recitations of the Tenth Amendment and the powers that are reserved to the states that are not taken by the federal government, uh, were from other lawmakers, including the chairwoman of the Republican conference in the House, Liz Cheney, and Marco Rubio, a Republican senator from Florida, who has been primarily focused on the small business piece of the coronavirus economic aid package Uh, was also asked about the same topic on CNBC on Tuesday morning, and he likewise said... It's the governors that are going to make decisions about when certain activities are allowed. Obviously, it'll be tough for a governor to do that if the federal government and its experts at the CDC are advising against it. The question is going to be, and we haven't seen it yet, whether or not the Department of Justice comes out with a memo outlining exactly what sort of authority the president may be claiming uh, in terms of reopening parts of the government. Now, where I'm sitting in Washington, D.C., we're not in a state, and so there's a lot more uh, power that the 
federal government may have here if they wanted to attempt to supersede orders of the mayor. There's been no indication of that yet. Uh, but in the states, it's really hard to know exactly uh, what sort of authority the president would have in this matter other than in cases where you're dealing with federal facilities. So what you could end up seeing, as strange as it may be, is there's always a possibility that a federal park or a national facility in a state like New York or New Jersey uh, could reopen uh, even if the local government is not uh, reopening businesses there. And now to Ellen Ferguson on how food manufacturers are handling the dangers to their workforce and to their bottom lines. The past few weeks, I've been covering what's happening with agriculture as the pandemic kind of spreads out. I'm finding that it's sort of a, a stress test, actually, for various sectors of agriculture. And the most recent story I've written is what's happening with the meatpacking plants as they deal with sick employees. Um, and with concerns among those employees about whether or not they're going to contract the virus while they're working. Now, there have been some long-standing issues in the packing plants, and the way they're laid out, there's very little room for kind of social distancing, or there hasn't been. I mean, the plants are now trying to stay ahead of the possibility of closing because of a number of employees getting sick or employees staying away from work. They're not finding ways to give people that space, and they're taking people's temperatures to try and limit the number of people who could be sick coming in to work. Um, They're also trying to give people bonuses or some incentive to either stay home if they don't feel well or come to work if they feel well enough. But as I said, it's kind of testing some of the strengths and weaknesses of agriculture. There's growing concern among some of the livestock producers about what some of these closures might mean, which have been temporary so far. But they're now reaching the point where there's concern that they'll be wind up with livestock that they can't move on to the slaughterhouses. So what do you do if you're the farmer and you're still responsible for feeding and caring for the animal until they go to slaughter? That's a question that I know that the hog farmers are having to deal with in particular. I just got off a phone call on that. And it probably means that some piglets are going to be euthanized um, because they're at this point they were going to go to market in the fall, and now there's no place for them to go. And the farmers are incurring costs. It probably means that some farmers may wind up going out of business or moving into something else. So there, as I said, there are stress points that are being tested by COVID-19, right now, consumers don't have to worry about whether or not they'll be able to find meat in the, in the grocery store, unless, of course, they're still doing panic buying. This does not, at this point, affect the supply actually arriving in the grocery stores. Right now, there are more animals than there are, is demand for them going through the slaughterhouses. And with some of these closures, it means that there's pressure on those on that system. And it means there's a kind of a constriction, a clumping, so that things move slowly through, so that if I'm selling to the slaughterhouse as a farmer, I'm probably getting less because the demand from the slaughterhouse or from the packing plant is less. But if I'm retailing or the wholesaler, 
I'm going to see higher prices because demand in the grocery stores remains fairly high. So those are all questions still to be answered and things I'll be taking a look at. And finally tonight, the demands of social distancing continue to impede the functioning of Congress. Today, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the chamber will not return to session until at least May 4th. The Senate last voted on March 25th. The House is in the same boat. Representatives last voted on March 27th. That's our CQ on Congress coronavirus special report for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with the latest. For all of the CQ Roll Call Newsroom, I'm Sean Zeller.